Welcome back to Real Talk About Feminism podcast. We are so excited to sit down with Angel Lynn today, the creator of Yin on Fire. Um, Yin on Fire is actually an event that we will be attending September 14th through 17th um, this year. So we're going to talk about it. We get into it during the interview, um, but definitely go and check out in the show notes, get your tickets, come camp with us. Come feel all your energy and just heal yourself with us in September. And also check out Angel's book that will be coming out. Um, It'll be out by the time the Yin on Fire is going on. So listen to her story, check out her book, get tickets, and join us at Yin on Fire. Yeah, we're so excited about it because there's so many different modalities of healing that we're going to be exploring during the festival And it's just going to be a really great group of people who are there for the same reason to experience new things, to learn more about themselves, really tap into your energy and get in tune with yourself. And it's going to be a really great experience. So as Haley said, get tickets. It's in Cedar City, Utah, September 14th through 17th. And we're going to go talk with Angel now. Angel, we're so excited you're here. We have so many exciting things to talk about. Let's first start by talking about your book that's coming out soon. And it's called Solular Evolution. And I'm very intrigued to hear about what started your personal healing journey and how that's going to tie into Yin on Fire. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here with you beautiful ladies. And I'm grateful for what you're doing for the world and how you're being. Thank you for showing up the way you do. My book called Solular Evolution, A Mormon Woman's Transcendent Journey to Love, will be out on Amazon by September 14th. It is a memoir and self-help book. And the story begins in 2016. So I got to give you a little prep background. I was born and raised in southern Utah. I was raised as a member of a very strong religion. It was my whole life and identity. I graduated from college. I went away to Hawaii and went to school there. And I met a student there and we got married and we both went to graduate school. Then I birthed five sons in eight years. And it was quick, but according to my upbringing, I was doing all the right things. I was going to church. I was being faithful. I was teaching at church. I was having babies, married, you know, all of those things. And so Everything in my life centered around my church identity and church teachings. And yet some of the things I was experiencing were were that I wasn't really happy in my marriage. But I kept telling myself, like, endure to the end. Keep loving and serving and you guys will grow together. Like, you will learn to love him. Just keep working at these shared goals. And so I did. But by age 38... In 2016, I had stage two adrenal fatigue, Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disorder, chronically elevated cortisol levels, and I was pre-diabetic. And my doctor showed me these reports. It was like, I don't even know how you're getting out of bed every day. And I was getting out of bed from guilt and shame because I felt like I was failing, like I was not good enough. And I, I thought because of my programming and conditioning that I had to do more and that I wasn't being worthy. Like there was some commandments I wasn't keeping or there was something I wasn't doing enough. And so sometimes I would be getting up at five or six in the morning to start my day just to do everything right. And all the pressures and expectations of my religious culture only were added to by society. 
you know, so in systems theory, which is in my background of social work, that's what I studied and graduated in is systems theory is used a lot to explain people's ideas, beliefs, expectations, and values. And it says that society that you grow up in impact, impacts the way you value and see yourself and see the world. So my society values fitness and values looks. So I feel like that pressure to get my body back in shape after every baby was big. So I was doing CrossFit. I was running marathons, getting to CrossFit at 6am to work out, following a strict nutrition plan. But then I would have a baby and then it was like back at, I mean, it was like baby marathon baby marathon like my body was going like this you know and really nobody taught me how to take care of me other than workout nobody really taught me what was being sucked from me with each of these babies and so the drain having five sons born in eight years I was physically drained and then exhausted and then I was homeschooling them because I wanted to be the best mom ever and we lived in a two-bedroom apartment in a tiny tiny place in Aspen, Colorado and we it was just like we didn't have very much money um, there was so many different pressures, you know, and so the financial pressure, like everyone around me was trying to be an entrepreneur. Well, we were surrounded by millionaires and billionaires living in Aspen, Colorado. And so to feel like paupers, you know, there was shame in the fact that we lived in caretakers quarters and we didn't have much money. We had one car. So those were some of the societal pressures that weighed upon me. And I was always trying to do other businesses from home. So on top of all of the mom and wife stuff and the church here I was working to be an entrepreneur and to have a side business. And um, that was part of my everyday life too, trying to develop a team and work together. And then in 2016, I got a phone call that there was a warrant out for my husband's arrest. Now, both of us were living our religion on the outside. And he was an ecclesiastical leader. And I was supposed to turn to him and look to him to lead our family and to trust him and to submit to him. All of those were part of the teachings. And I had become uncomfortable with his very presence. And yet whenever I approached him and asked questions, like something felt off, um, I was gaslit. Like, it's you. Something's wrong with you. So that added to my guilt and shame. I felt like the worst wife because I didn't feel like I was in love with him. I was exhausted. So I felt like I wasn't a fun mom. I was angry and resentful. And all of this was just this perfect storm of opportunity for when this call showed up. Luckily, in the months prior to that call, I had begun going to therapy. I had met some mentors. I call them the unicorns. Cammie Aww. Mitchell Smith. And I had started reading Byron Katie's book called Loving What Is. And those three things really primed me. When I got that phone call, the first thing I said to my husband was, I am so sorry for what you've been carrying and hiding. You have no, I have nothing but compassion for you. And he was like, I did not expect you to say that. I thought you and me both, like that came as a lightning bolt of love and compassion. But it came from me realizing that in that period, I was starting to understand that my circumstances do not determine my mental or emotional wellness. Viktor Frankl was another influence who wrote Man's Search for Meaning. He survived a Nazi concentration camp and his story is so powerful. So all of these great books that were coming into my life really helped to prime me in that moment to look at what was an existential crisis, meaning it unraveled everything I thought I knew. I thought me and this guy were building family goals. I thought we were working honestly and with integrity to get to heaven. I thought we were living all the commandments, you know, and in one phone call, it was like, what? Like, none of that is true. I don't even know you. What's going on? You know, and, right. and yet, 
what I, what I did in that moment is I walked into my room just to be alone. I had been learning to breathe, to be present, how to be mindful, really learning what meditation was. And so I took all those ideas and I just walked into my room and I said, you know, God, if there is a God or higher power, whatever there is, because I don't even know in this moment, what do I do next? And in that moment, I had a thought come to me that said, put chicken in the crock pot. And I realized something so fast. That's so dumb. Let me push that away and try again. Like, that's what I thought I was going to do. But in that moment, it was like, whoa, 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 honey. Didn't you just ask for greater wisdom? If you're asking a source and you're trying to have faith that there is something greater than you, how dare you dismiss something because it doesn't align with your thinking? God's thoughts are not your thoughts. And I was like, what do I got to lose? (laughs) I'm totally alone in this world right now. I got nothing. I got no church leader to turn to because I'm married to him and he's a liar. Like I got, I don't want to tell my family or friends what's going on because I don't even know where this is leading. Like I'm just going to trust it. And that moment when I pivoted taught me that if I turn inward and upward, I can source answers of truth. We're going to take a quick break to talk about our sponsor, BetterHelp. It's 2023, and it's time to really prioritize our mental health this year. No matter where you are in life, everyone can benefit from therapy. Whether you need to work through trauma or just need a safe person to talk to, BetterHelp is here for you. BetterHelp is the world's largest online therapy service. Get matched with a professional licensed therapist in your state who you can trust. BetterHelp has options to communicate with your therapist via chat, email, or video, and you can message them at any time to get help. BetterHelp is giving our listeners 10% off if you sign up using the link in our show notes. If you're struggling with depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, grief, or just need someone to talk to, try BetterHelp today by clicking the link in our show notes or go to betterhelp.com slash rtafpod to get 10% off today. I am capable. I am worthy. I am enough in any moment to know what is true for me and know what I need to do. But what I had done for the 38 years prior is I had been conditioned to go outward and upward, meaning to look outside of myself and say like, what do you think I should do? What's right? From everything from fitting in as a teenager in high school, like what do I need to wear? Who do I need to hang out with? What sports team should I join? You know, the outward, even to church, like what do my leaders say that God wants me to do? What do the scriptures say? What? So everything was outsourcing my own trust. So inevitably, I had this inherent mistrust of myself and doubt. So when I had prayed in the past, thoughts would come and I kicked them out. And I recognized in that moment, I have probably dismissed 98% of the inspiration that's come to me my entire life because it didn't make sense with what the world was teaching me. And all of a sudden it flipped. Of course, it's not going to make sense. It's not going to make sense because you're not talking to mortals. So I walked into the kitchen and I just started putting chicken in a crock pot. Okay. (laughs) See where this leads. I was thinking like some greater solace or comfort was going to come to me or something, you know. But as I did it, I said, look over and there's the five kids I have. They're innocently playing. They have no idea that my life is crumbling. And it was like, oh, spirit. That's right. I have kids that are going to need to eat dinner. (laughs) You're brilliant. And so I just kept doing that. I would pause and say, what do I do in this situation? Or what is true? And I began to practice going inward and upward. And what it led to was this intense unraveling of my whole life. I discovered I had a serious ego identity. 
And my ego was built on trying to prove and earn my worth and value, trying to be righteous, trying to be seen as good, trying to be liked by others. That spirit that I kept turning to said, Angel, you worship the reputation of your ego. You worship your own reputation more than listening to what your soul is trying to say to you. So from 2016 on, I have been turning inward and upward and just presenting to that spirit. Here's what my mind is telling me I should do, think or feel. And I call that my ego. I call that my mortal programming. Okay, here it is. Now, what is true? And so constantly separating, here's what I'm telling myself, what is true about anything, about judging, perceptions I have about people, here's what I'm telling myself, what is true. About frustrations with my children, I talk to the spirit before I talk out loud. And I begin to develop spiritual gifts and perceptions, the ability to behold people, to really look at someone and not be distracted by what they say, but to feel what they're feeling, like my abilities to be empathic showed up and to see and hear people's hearts and have compassion for them, to be able to trust my gut. One of the amazing things that happened is I discovered our human bodies are a vessel of truth. They cannot lie. And I made the connection that there are lie detector tests. There's polygraph tests out there that are given to distinguish whether someone's telling the truth or telling a lie. And it's based on physiological changes. But I had never been taught. Every one of us can do a polygraph test on ourselves. All you have to do is notice when you are under the energy of fear, experiencing an emotion that is linked to fear, like anger is a mask for fear. Judgment, resentful, lonely, sad, like all these different emotions that are really rooted in fear. Your physical body tenses. It will tighten. For you to discover this, just ask yourself, where do I feel it in my body when I'm nervous? anxious, stressed. Everyone I ask can tell me. A lot of people say that it's in their guts. Some people say it's a tightness here in their chest. Others say here they get like knots in their necks and shoulders. Some people feel it in their head. Everyone can identify where they feel it when they're in fear or stress. Well, if you can notice that, you can start to pick up on when fear energy is present, fear is a liar. So there is something that you're thinking or believing that is not in alignment with truth. So you find your source of truth and go to it and ask whatever that is. My source of truth doesn't care what I call it. It answers me every time, whether I call it the great spirit, God, heavenly father, heavenly mother, like I play around and I'm like, whoa, every time it lets me know. So distinguish, I mean, nature, like nature doesn't lie. It's a way to, it's a source of truth. So I began to notice the opposite would happen when truth and love come into my thoughts and beliefs. The physical body expands and relaxes and opens up. And so my body, your body, is like a GPS system that can help witness to you when you're on target or on track with truth and love or when you're headed down a path of fear and self-deception and anger and ego and contention and all of that. It's very much like listening to music. So to make it understandable for our listeners, Anyone I talk to, I ask them, what do you notice in your body if you're listening to music and an instrument's out of tune or someone's singing off key? And people will always just do this cringe. They'll like their shoulders shrug. And uh-huh. even if it's not musical people, they don't consider themselves musical. They're just, their body does that. And I'm like, that, 
that sensation is what I want you to become acutely aware of happening when you are in fear or lying to yourself, saying a negative thing about yourself, or you're in the presence of someone else doing that to you or judging you or being unkind. Notice that your body does that tension. Just like when music's out of tune, your body's saying you are out of tune with truth. You are out of tune with love. And then I say, what do you feel when you're listening to beautiful music where the harmonies just blend? Like an incredible blend of a string instrument and a piano or an alto and soprano. Like literally we get goosebumps. We get that expansion feeling. Sometimes the hair will raise on our necks, but it's that opening. That is saying your body is in tune, is, is feeling that the frequencies around you are in tune. So these are just a couple of the examples of the perceptions that came to me through this incredible spiritual awakening and how I began to navigate my life from within. And as I did, I found that it became easy to be love. It became easy to parent from love instead of fear. And that was a huge pivot. When I was a fear-based parent, I was angry a lot, frustrated, criticizing always because I wanted to get my kids to do the right thing. And so I was pushing, pressuring, trying to make everybody be perfect so we could all get to heaven. When I pivoted and became unconditional love, it just elicited the very best behaviors from my kids. They felt safe. They felt seen. They felt respected. Their emotional intelligence has just blossomed. And I love that they say to me, you are not the same mom you were a few years ago. And we love talking to you. So those are some of the beginnings. As I was developing these gifts, I began to recognize people were flocking to Southern Utah to move here. And they would say things like, I never expected to move to Utah. We were just driving through and decided to stay. Or, you know, this isn't what I envisioned, but we feel called here. And during this period of time, I was co-owning and operating a shuttle company that was driving people from St. George to the Vegas airport. So every single day I'm interacting with people. And that's when I really started to hear the same story every day from different people. And the common denominator was that these people all were people having spiritual awakenings or they were healers or they were practitioners of specific modalities that range in the mind, body, heart, and spirit. So I'm just noticing this and curiously asking, Spirit, what is happening here? And I had a strong feeling that that people are being called here for a reason to gather together for the purposes of healing. And so at one point I asked, well, what, Spirit, what would you have me do? And the impression came to gather them together for a collective healing experience. Shortly after I received that, I was like, okay, I'll do it. Even though I don't know what it looks like, I was clear on the what. Yeah. So when I receive a what, I recognize it. I breathe and receive it, physically breathe it in to allow it to come into my body. And the next question I ask is, where do you want me to go? That I can find the people, the resources, the skills I need to accomplish the what. And this is what I call co-creating miracles with God is that if I will stay focused on asking, what would you have me do and where do you want me to go? I will be led and that great spirit will deliver the how and the why. I don't have to work at it or stress or struggle because the how just shows up. Like if I'm walking in that direction, following the what and the where, that's the path I'm on. The how just rolls right in front of me. And here's what happened. One of my friends owns a venue in Cedar City, Utah, outdoor venue, 65 acres. And he says to me one day, Angel, if you ever want to do anything on my land, let me know. 
There it was. Like, (laughs) where do I gather all these people together? And here it was handed to me. I would have never just come up with, hey, can I just borrow your land? You know, like, as I sat with that, then what was it to be? Strongly, the message came Yin on Fire was the title. Yin meaning the feminine energy in all of us, like the yin-yang combination that creates a whole. Yang is known as masculine energy and yin is referred to as feminine energy. And it is said that every body holds both types of energies. We are programmed and conditioned in our society, whether you're a man or a woman, um, to have that energy suppressed and demeaned and made uncomfortable. Like you're you're too emotional, you know, and both people suffer from the conditioning of the world and the abuse and the neglect and the lack of honoring what yin energy is. So as I have fueled that connection within myself, I realized in my first marriage, which ended, um, I was highly masculine in my energy. I, because I was a doer trying to climb that stairway to heaven I was very masculine. I did things in force and not in flow. And I wasn't good at receiving. And so I began to stoke and nurture that feminine energy. And that's what I'm passionate about. As I did so, I made space in my life for the men in my life to have their feminine energy. Those five sons I have, I made it safe for them. You are an emotional king. You can express that. I got into a new relationship. I've been in five years and it's beautiful. The harmony and the balance between our yin and yang is so sacred and so passionate and so sexy and so epic that yin on fire is about stoking that feminine energy, healing the wounded parts of us through different modalities. So the vision is to come together on this land, September 14th through the 17th. You can camp on site, you can bring a trailer or an RV, or you can stay in a hotel nearby. And for four days and three nights, we are going to offer you over a hundred workshops from gifted providers who are teaching healing modalities and you get to see here and experience maybe things you've never heard of or you've heard of, but you don't really know what they look like. And so to get to watch someone present, give the history on it, demonstrate it, you get to experience, maybe there's something calling to you that could benefit your healing journey, whether it's a mental, emotional, physical, or spiritual thing you're looking for, you get to experience all of that. This is like, to me, I think this is the equivalent of a decade of therapy. So my background is in clinical therapy. And I know that you could go one session a week for years <laughs> to work on stuff. But what yeah. I've learned is that talk, talking through problems or issues of the past is such a small piece of healing somatic experiences are where the transformation is. And what that means, a somatic experience is when you embody a shift. So like when you listen to music, sometimes it just suddenly evokes emotion. Have you ever listened to a song or even seen a movie, like a scene in a movie, and then the music comes on and all of a sudden you start crying? Sound, Sound and movement are two things that move stuck emotion. So there's emotion in our body from memories, from the past, from traumas. That's just sitting there. It hasn't been moved. So these workshops, these classes are going to move your body as it moves your mind. There's a lot of sound experiences. We're going to use crystal sound bowls and different modalities to move energy through you. 
Some examples of the workshops that we're having will be teaching about astrology, the use and power of crystals, ecstatic dance. This is so fun. What does that mean, ecstatic dance? It means you get to dance like nobody's watching. So many people are afraid to dance or they haven't had dance lessons and so they hold back. Dance is one of the most liberating forms of movement that releases energy and emotion from the body. And ecstatic dance means there are no steps. You don't have to have a partner. It's not a line dance. You don't need to know what's coming next. It's music that you get to be in live music. We have Yaima coming from Canada and Ruby Chase and Penn Johnson and Stella Standing Bear and Mr. Okay, and The Last Light, and many more coming to play live music. And you get to move your body according to what it's telling you to do, to move, to heal. We're going to do goddess and guru yoga. It's a special kind of movement that stokes the yin and the yang energies. So fun. We're going to have shibari. You got to look that up and see what that is. Hypnosis, art, healing, Tibetan medicine, a human mandala. Aerial yoga, metaphysical healing, tantra, physical healing by holistic healthcare practitioners, breath work and the reasons for using it. It's such a great substitute for caffeine or no, antidepressant anxieties. You can use your breath to stimulate energy and to revitalize yourself. Womb healing, equine therapy. We have an incredible presenter that's going to demonstrate with his horse how to, when horses behave a certain way that um, really mirror our nervous systems, but they can't hide it or they can't lie. So as you're watching Wes Taylor work with this wild Mustang, you get to see in yourself how you go into fight, flight, or freeze, just like the horse does. And it's wow. so insightful. It's powerful. And then he teaches us how to calm our own nervous systems and be present and make ourselves safe. We're going to do shadow work. There's a labyrinth that has been built on the land with a meditative space. A labyrinth is a walking meditation. So there's a quiet area for you to go and sit and have some solo time and journal and just be so many things, relationship healing, personal development, cold therapy, sound healing, human design, soul regression, meditation, yoga. And if you need a little adrenaline, there's a man-made lake with a 200-foot water slide that launches you into the lake and a zip line that you can drop into the water and a diving tower and a rope swing. So I think we got it all covered. Yes. No, there's, I think so. there is like so much to offer. And we are really excited because to all of our listeners, um, Ken's and I will be there and we will be leading a workshop about – cultivating self-love and like being in tune with your energy. So we will be there and we will be there camping. So to all the listeners out there, if you guys want to join us, we will be putting all the information in the show notes and um, like on Instagram, we'll be putting a bunch of information out there for you guys. So you can get your tickets and then we can have our real talk about feminism, little camp area, and we can all just join in this healing energy together. And it's just going to be so amazing. And I will say I've been to the venue um, for something different. And it's Mm -hmm. so cool. It's so fun there. It's a really like beautiful space. And I think the area that it's in really offers like a quiet area to like reflect and be in your energy and just connect with everyone around you. So Mm -hmm. I'm very excited. Yes, I can already picture your real talk campground area. Yes. Bring signs, bring posters, decorate the area, 
set it up so that people walk by and go, what is this? You know, like all of any of your listeners that come, we invite you to come with some creative ideas to make your campsite stand out and it will be so fun. So just on that note, there is no electricity or water on the property. So we will bring in the porta potties and hand washing stations. But just so you know, if you have any bougie friends, they might want to Airbnb because there's nowhere to plug their curling iron in. Okay. So people show up with their curling iron or ask where the shower is. And I was like, uh, nearest truck stop. I think that will help us all really get in tune with ourselves though, truly, because you're taking all of those factors out. So we're truly focusing on healing and learning and just being in a very open, supportive community. Yep. Touching the land, the ground, the earth, playing in the water, breathing the fresh air. And then we will bring in the element of fire in many different fun and exciting ways. So can't wait to introduce you. We're so glad that you ladies are coming and we are excited to meet your followers and fans as well. It's just a really good fit, a great time to get together. And what my heart tells me this truly is, is a soul sibling family reunion. That's I what I call that. it. Yeah. So come meet your cousins. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes we're so excited yes we will be putting all the information like i said in the show notes we hope to see you guys there and really just connect and have this beautiful experience with all of the other men and women that will be there and also our listeners too we really hope that you guys come and join us and that we can just have this wonderful experience together so check out the information in the show notes thank you Thank you so much, Angel. And we will also put your book information in our show notes. I feel like that will really help a lot of people maybe kickstart their own personal spiritual journey. So we will put all that in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you.